Hey man, say man. Wanna thank y'all for tuning in once again with your boy J Man. And I wanna welcome y'all to another episode of Quick Hits. This is episode three. And I do wanna thank everybody that has been consistently giving me their ears over these past episodes. Today I just wanted to go over a couple things, man. I know y'all ain't heard from me in a minute. <clears throat> like I told y'all, you know, I ain't gonna y'all ain't gonna too much hear from me every week or every day, especially during football season, because you know, I don't like to really make like knee-jerk reactions every week. I like to let things unfold. And if you're looking for somebody who like to make like knee-jerk reactions and overreactions every week during the NFL season, um, you have most definitely came to the wrong place. But uh, this episode, man, I don't got too much for y'all. Like I said, this is quick hits. All I got for y'all is some NFL power rankings. You know what I'm saying? My three favorites right now for NFL MVP. Then it is basketball season. I do want to, you know, touch upon basketball just a tad. I just got uh my, my it might be a little bit too early, but oh, well, MV, NBA MVPs. So uh, let's get to it. Okay, cool. So the first thing I want to get into is my personal, not no ESPN or no NFL.com, but my personal power rankings. As y'all may know, we are approaching on week nine, which is about the halfway point with the 17-game schedule of the season. Um, So we do know who a lot of these teams is and who a lot of these teams ain't. So I'm having 10 teams who I think is the real deal. And right now, I'm going to start with number 10. Number 10 on my list right now, I got Seattle Seahawks. That run game and that young defense is coming together. And then Geno Smith is figuring out everything is meshing perfectly and beautifully at the same time. I feel like that team, uh, I didn't have much expectations for that team and to see that team and what they're doing right now. Pete Carroll um, got them boys rolling. Um, I used to think Pete Carroll was uh, was a kind of a uh, product of Russell Wilson. You know, I felt like Russell Wilson put him in a lot of advantageous situations. But uh, as the season is unfolding for Russell Wilson and then unfolding for Seattle, it looked like uh, that's cap. So uh, definitely want to give a big salute to Seattle. Number nine on this list right now, man, I got uh, the Tennessee Titans. And with the Titans, man, it just get as simple as this. Mike Brable is the constant. Like what he what he's doing with that roster right now, which I feel like is probably a bottom ten roster in the league right now, is is brilliant. You got uh, Ryan Channel here. We see what he's Jekyll and Hyde. We see what he did in the playoff game with throwing. I think it was three interceptions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but. Uh, he getting the most out of that roster and, and and definitely got that team looking like a uh, a pretty good team and they um, what we'll say weak division they taking off in that AFC South is uh, the clear cut favorite in that division and then at number eight I got the uh, New York Giants man Dayball has Daniel Jones playing mistake mistake free football. Along with him and Saquon, what they mixed and what they bringing both together in the run game and the pass game together, 
I feel like those two account for probably just gauging here. I don't got the numbers right in front of me, but at least over 60 percent of their offense. I'm pretty confident in that number is probably higher. But yeah, man. Um, and then they defense, what they doing on the defensive side of the ball, too, is definitely going uh, understated. I feel like uh, that defense is uh, playing, playing pretty well, keeping them in a lot of games. And then along with the style in which uh, day ball is playing, you know, more ball control, you know, uh, get the ball out of Daniel Jones's hand, quit, help him make quick decisions and not having to really make many decisions. Man, they definitely uh, looking like a, a, a pretty uh, good team, a way better team than anybody thought. Seven, I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Lamar Action Jackson, he pretty much makes the difference. You know what I'm saying? When you think Ravens, you think Lamar ain't much really, I can really say like, I, they've been slipping in the fourth, in some fourth quarters of the game. Uh, Lamar has too. Uh, definitely him and, along with the defense, they have been up. Uh, you know, uh, squandering some fourth quarter leads. That's that's a uh, a sight. I think that's that's kind of alarming. But I feel like uh, over the last couple of weeks and couple of games, they kind of figuring it out and uh, getting back to playing Raven football. Uh, when Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman become healthy, I feel like that team will definitely make um, some leaps and kind of you know take off as the season is one of the you know best teams in football. At six, I got the Miami Dolphins. We got one of the boy geniuses down there, Mike McDaniel. Then we got Tua Tungavailo and his track star weapons. Uh, they can score and play with anybody in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Um, those weapons that they have are, uh, they are scary. They are extremely scary. Um, the defense still leaves me questions. Uh, they've been pretty banged up on that side of the ball, secondary being banged up. Uh, they scheme pressure well, but I feel like some of the best defenses get home with just four and uh, using and in today's NFL. If you can get home with just four and use a lot of your resources and coverage, that makes you a very, very viable defense in the league. And the recently acquired Bradley Chubb should definitely help that out going forward. Up next, I got my filthy five. This the realest of the real. This the realest of the power rankings. These are teams that's 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 cream of the crop, creme de la creme, top of the top. At five, I got my yes, my Dallas Cowboys. Like I stated last episode, I definitely ain't see this coming. Um, I knew if we. Use this formula, like I said, it's, it could be possible we could win games, but I didn't know we would execute the formula. Um, with the Cowboys, man, with my Cowboys, it's, and I hate to say this because nobody wants to see their starting franchise quarterback go down, but I feel like the best thing that happened for us this season was uh, that Prescott um, missing those those three or four weeks this season. I felt like it definitely, definitely, definitely helped us find our identity. And I feel like maybe if he won the, you know, got hurt, and I hate saying this, I feel lame for saying this, but I think maybe if he won and got hurt, we wouldn't have ever found our identity. Um, Y'all know what it is. Our defense is, uh, I ain't going to say lights out, 
but it's definitely built to quote unquote play play with the lead. Um, we got one of the best pass rushing defensive line and one of the best secondaries coupled with our pass rushing defensive line in the league. So what I'm saying in that is I'm saying our secondary married with our pass rush is the best in the league when it comes to that aspect. But uh, I had to go long about my Cowboy, man, because I'm very uh, excited about what they're doing this season and very unpleasantly surprised. But at four, I got the Minnesota Vikings, and they are quietly under the radar. And maybe it's because a lot of these sports talk shows we like to listen to, like to hit on Green Bay and like to talk about their demise, but nobody really talks about how they look like they're not catching Minnesota. Um, Kirk Cousins is playing the best ball of his career. Um, that defense is extremely uh, um, opportunistic. I believe the last two or three games, they have uh, ended the game with the turnover. Not necessarily ended, but came up with a turnover in the fourth quarter, a crucial game turning turnover in the fourth quarter. So definitely uh, big, big ups and big shout outs to Minnesota. Keep doing what y'all doing. You know, y'all already know they got one of the best, if not the best. I think he's the best receivers in the game. In Justin Jefferson. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see what Minnesota going to look like going forward um, and to see if Kirk Cousins can continue um, can continue uh, playing the best ball of his season. I mean, the best ball of his career, excuse me. And along with uh, Kevin O'Connell, um, continuing to prove that he is a, a pretty good coach in this league. He's definitely uh, brought a new light to that team. And at three... Uh, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we know who the Chiefs are, and uh, and I definitely want to go ahead and apologize for underestimating them. Uh, if y'all recall my very first episode, I did not have them even winning a division. Silly motherfucking me. Uh, that's what I get. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, we know who the Chiefs are. We know who Patrick Mahomes is. We know who, and what Andy Reid, what they bring to the table. Um, they offense, they definitely – I ain't going to say they're not missing the beat with Tyreek, but they definitely more multiple. Um, they're definitely more multiple in their formations, more multiple in who's they getting the, who they're choosing to get the ball to in MVS, Juju. Y'all know Kelsey going to do his thug. And then you got they defense, you know, they play good complementary football. Like they got kind of a bend but don't break kind of defense in Kansas City right now. And let them use as much cop, let them drive the field, let them get three because they know we got 15 and 15 going to probably go get us seven points. And I definitely uh, just just disappointed in myself for underestimating the Chiefs. Maybe it was more so of me uh, being tired of seeing them at the top, but uh, I definitely want to commend them for keeping that train rolling. So, yeah, after the Chiefs, and number two, I got the Buffalo Bills, and how could I not? The Bills is just the Bills. We know what they bring to the table. Um, Josh Allen, um, that defense is definitely playing um, out of their minds right now, especially like two backers in Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. And I definitely want to uh, give a shout-out to Doug McDermott. I feel like um, it's everything is spoken about with the Bills, he doesn't get enough of the credit I believe because he has definitely uh, improved that team I feel like every single year he's been at the helm as the head coach and also you know losing your offensive coordinator in Dayball and then getting another offensive coordinator in Ken Dorsey uh, who's pretty much keeping things look like he's keeping things the same doesn't look like as much a lot of change 
to that offense, which is I think it's a, a brilliant thing to do when you got a quarterback and you can see exactly what he does well. Um, why move him to anything else? And why change up something that don't necessarily need to be changed? So, yeah, I definitely want to give a shout out to the Bills and um, also uh, just kind of give their coaching staff some love. Um, I feel like with all the talent that they have, they definitely get overlooked in all of this. And my number one team is pretty much the the realest of the real, the cream of the crop, the king of the hill. I want to go ahead and give a shout out to the number one team in the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, what they doing this year, man, is is just amazing. I knew they were going to be better. I didn't know they were going to be this good. They're dominating teams, even though you can, you can kind of give a credit to a powder puff schedule. I don't pretty much put much stock into that. You play who you play. And if you are going to play a quote unquote powder puff for a team that's not really tops in the league or that's not really in contention, what you want to do is beat up on them, which is which is what they've been doing all year. Um, a lot of definitive wins, a lot of decisive wins. Uh, what the Eagles are doing, especially uh, with their offense, I feel like their offense, um, along with the Bills, is probably the hardest to stop in the league just because with the RPO game, along with the re-option game, married with the passing game, it's almost like you can't, as a defense, you can't have, you can't answer the question right. Like, whatever you do, Whatever you decide to take away, they got to counter for that. So you're going to guess wrong. Like, that's 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 one of the hardest things. Like, they always put somebody on that defense in conflict every single play. And, and, and then along with the explosive plays that they are starting to get in the past game, that's just they offense. Like, they in my division with the Cowboys, and I, I don't know what we're going to do with them. All I can do is hope we, we fucking avoid them. For the playoffs, like they they get a bad matchup or something. That's all I can buy hope for. Now that I done blessed y'all with my top 10 teams in the league, my power rankings through the midway point of the season, how could I not bless y'all with my top three MVPs at the midway point of the season? Now, some of these names that were on the list last time will not be on the list. This time, you know what I'm saying, this list is fluid. So right now, who's going to pop off my MVP um, list at number three right now? I got the boy Patty Mahomes. Uh, right now, he has 20 touchdowns and five interceptions through seven games. And it looked like he'll be on pace for about... 5,200 yards, a little bit over that, and 50 tubs. But those are projections, and that's why I do have them at number three. Um, as the season goes on, I think they may lean just a tad bit more into the run game. Not much, but I think that'll kind of, you know, with either on, for his projected pace of about 50 tubs, he'll probably get just slightly under that, just with the kind of the change of the weather maybe and the change, just a little change of approach in offense. But uh, number two, I got the boy Josh Allen. Right now, he's uh, going crazy, ridiculous, out of his mind right now, uh, which was kind of, I don't even say out of his mind. It's kind of projected if you look at the trajectory of his career, actually. Uh, right now, through the midway point, he having 2,000, about 2,200 yards, 
19 TDs and six interceptions, but then you couple that with 300 rush yards with two extra TDs. That means he is on pace for close to 6,000 total yards and over 53 total TDs. Yeah, I'll just let that let that marinate for a couple seconds. I say it again. He is on pace for 6,000 total yards and over 53 total TDs. That's ridiculous. And then you can just look at it. When you look at Josh Allen play like, y'all know the cliche, just jump off your screen. Josh Allen got them be in your living room shouting like, ain't no way you can miss the shit he be doing. Like, Holmes a baller, like one of my favorite players in the league. After the boy Josh at number two, I'm going to go down to my number one MVP candidate right now. Um, and Jalen Hurts. And with Jalen Hurts, I want y'all to keep this in perspective in comparison to Mahomes and Josh Allen. Mahomes and Allen both have at least 50 more completions and attempts than Jalen Hurts this season. While that being true, Hurts is still on pace for over 5,050 total yards and 35 total TDs. But you can't really look at everything Hurts do from a numbers perspective, especially in the passing game. Because if you really watch the Eagles play, you watch how their offense operates. Hurts pretty much is the offense. Now, he does have some good weapons, but when I say that Hurts is the offense, Hurts has to make a decision every single play, damn near with that uh, system that Sirianni and them boys got him running down there, up there in Philly. (laughs) Okay, so what Jalen Hurts is reminding me this year is like a great point guard season in the NBA, if you will, like kind of reminiscent of Steve Nash where (laughs) he was just a maestro and controlled the pick and roll and any decision that you made on the pick and roll, he had an answer for because your answer was going to be wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, like to kind of hone it in. Um, every play, you know, he could, it's pretty much RPO married with the passing game. And you can stick it in the belly of Miles Sanders. You can take it out the belly of Miles Sanders. You can hit a, a bang eight right behind the back or right in front of the corner. You know what I'm saying? If you got that window open right there, if that's what he read, he can keep it himself. <laughs> So I'm really marveling at the decision-making um, that Jalen Hurts is making. And Dan Orlovsky pointed it out and highlighted it well on the episode to Get Up um, that I was watching one morning. But with um, Jalen Hurts, you know what I'm saying, you can't – even though he only got 16 total TDs and uh, the, the other two candidates that I have earlier are blowing him out in the numbers, um, the numbers category – and we do know MVP is kind of a numbers uh, award, but if the Eagles right now continue an undefeated pace and you just watch what Jalen Hurts is doing for that team, along with his leadership and intangible and along with his ability to have the troops just gather around and rally around him and they actually had and actually having everyone believe. It's just like this team looked kind of kind of you know different and and I believe Jalen Hurts is the catalyst to that aside from all the numbers 
But uh, yeah, with my power rankings and my and my top three MVP candidates, that's enough football talk for y'all for one day for one episode. Um, I got a little, I'm gonna touch a little bit on the NBA, like I stated earlier. I'm not gonna get into it too much. Um, I'm just gonna get into my uh, top three two early MVP picks. Um, right now, you know what I'm saying? It's no particular order because the season just started, and it's not much separation. This early in the season, in my opinion. But uh, right now, uh, I got Giannis. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, if you don't have him tops in your MVP list, then uh, either you're not watching basketball or while you're watching basketball, you're on some of the best drugs the world has to offer. Um, He's just uh, a model of consistency and a model of wanting to get better every single year. And I feel like he's always a viable candidate for MVP. Two on my list uh, is my personal favorite player, uh, John Morant. What he does for that Memphis Grizzly team, that culture that he has brought and set on that team can't be overstated. Um, I feel like he is definitely uh, uh, what I've seen early in the season. It looks like he's working on his uh, his three-point shot. Uh, he is shooting a, a great percentage from three. I don't have the exact numbers, but I know for certain it's over forty percent from what I from the games that I watched and in the lines that I've seen that he's been putting up. And for a number, well, not really necessarily a number. Like I said, no order. My last guy though is uh, Luca Doncic. Uh, Luca is uh, he's coming of age. Uh, I feel like this is Luca's time this year. More than any year, if he had the opportunity, I feel like the um, the addition of Christian Woods can help take some pressure off him. But at the same time, you know, it allows him the floor to be a little bit more spread, and he can do what he do. Um, Luca's main thing is 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 maintaining his high level play throughout the course of a season, and also throughout the course of a game because. The Luca, the Luca Doncic games I watched, like yeah, he might have forty, but then you look up and you're like, but he had twenty nine in the first half, which means he only gave me eleven points in the second half. So that's the only thing I can knock I got on Luca is just keep it up and continue it throughout the course of the games and seasons. So yeah, Giannis, Giant, Luca, those are my quick hit three early NBA MVP candidates. I'm definitely going to come with more basketball, take some more coverage as the season goes on. Um, right now, we are in the thick of football, so that's pretty much going to get the bulk of my attention right now. But please do stay tuned for more basketball takes and things of that nature. I got you. But I told y'all I wasn't going to hold y'all. So I definitely want to thank y'all again for tuning in to the third episode of Quick Hits. You can download every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Y'all be blessed and peace. Peace.